Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck. I'm the editor-in-chief of Cannabis and Tech Today, and we are here today with two very special guests on this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. We have uh, Brian Buckley, the CEO and co-founder of Helmland Valley Growers Company, and we have his partner, Matt Curran. Did I say that right? You did. Matt Curran, the also co-founder and chief operating officer of Helmland Valley Growers Company. How are you guys doing? Awesome. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good, man. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you, and uh, I'm really excited we could, uh, we could sit down and talk to you guys. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background, if you don't mind. You guys have a, uh, you guys have a really unique background. Everybody's got an interesting story coming into the cannabis industry, but you guys seem to have a really interesting story. So if you don't mind, uh, let's jump right in and tell the audience how, how you guys kind of got into the cannabis business. Absolutely. So um, Matt and I served as a Marine Raiders uh, while our time in the United States Marine Corps, which is a special operations component, uh, much like Navy SEALs or Green Berets were just better looking. Um, so, you know, when we transitioned out, we really started noticing kind of what was going on with the opioid and suicide epidemic uh, plaguing our veterans. So we started off, we made a nonprofit organization called Battle Brothers Foundation, <clears throat> where we went with a three-tier approach of a personal, medical, and economic, more or less a uh, big brother, big sister, kind of help a veteran transition, medical side, helped out VA disability claims. If a vet was uh, suffering from PTS, opiates, alcohol, or all of the above, we have uh, treatment facilities we could send them to. And then we did an economic phase where we would help find a veteran's job so they had that same uh, sense of purpose like they did while they served in the military. Um, but then as we kind of went through a little bit more, we just started noticing the positive impacts me medical cannabis was having with veterans. And from one of our other co-founders, uh, Andy Myers, who's our director of cultivation, he just told us how it's really helping him transition from a warrior to a gardener. So we kind of deep dove that a little bit more and we're like, you know, there's some possibilities here. So we had the opportunity to meet with some members of uh, the U.S. Congress and we wanted to talk to them about what could we do to get medical cannabis into the VA system. And they told us to go get data and go get American doctors. So we partnered with a firm called Niamedic out of Israel and we have American doctors on board with our first study. And currently our first study on going after the symptoms of post-traumatic stress uh, utilizing medical cannabis is sitting with an institutional review board. And the significance of that means that medical will approve us for human trials using medical cannabis. And it'll be one of the first of its kind getting a private IRB. So we wanted to think of a way, how can we fund this? I mean, it's gonna be about a $500,000 um, study. So we started a company called Helmand Valley Growers Company, where we thought it'd be really great that, you know, 100% of our profits could, could go back to fund our veteran medical cannabis research it was more like a call to arms for the cannabis community that what's good for us is going to be good for everyone. And, you know, we paid for our first study. It was about $50,000. And that all came back from the profits that we generated from our uh, recreational brand, Helmet Valley Growers Company. It's on the market now in California. So you guys, man, there's, there's a lot going on right here. So, I mean, you know, for, first, first and foremost, yeah, no, listen, man, we're just jumping right in and I love it. So, so you guys are, you guys are operators, you guys are, you Marine Raiders, 
that's just a badass name right there. You guys are Marine Raiders. You're, you're highly trained. Uh, you guys are out there. You're, you're making it happen. And then you get out. You guys got out at the same time? Yeah, we all got out. Yeah, Roughly a couple of years, other. yeah, we all kind of start transitioning out. Okay, okay, cool. So then you got out. Did you have any idea what you were going to do when you were in before you got out? No, I don't think anyone knows what they're going to do when they grow up when they're in the military at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like a yeah. running joke for all of us. That's, that's, that's true. So you guys, you guys get out and then how did this, how did this idea come about? You know, it seems like there's always this kind of aha moment, you know, where a light bulb goes on and you guys are like, okay, you know what, this is going to be our new mission. This is what we're going to do right now. Is there there one point where that, that kind of like happened? I think it was really when we started seeing again, what the veterans were telling us, how medical cannabis could help them. I mean, we were all kind of doing our thing, going out to the bars, drinking, kind of dealing with what we uh, deal with while you're uh, coming back from war. Mm -hmm. But it was like, hey, this is really interesting. It looks like it can work. We've read studies in Israel and Spain and Canada, and it was definitely, they were showing it works. And beyond kind of, I think, just like Matt and I, our personalities, it, it was a challenge. And we just didn't want to be another veteran advocacy group, and that's great what they do. We really wanted to make an impact and said, hey, why don't we just change the medical landscape of this country? I mean, yeah. simple enough, right? Yeah, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, our, our mission is to, uh, to change the, the face of healthcare for the nation. So, I mean, it's, you know, again, it's like Brian said, it's easy enough to do. We just need to go do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's crazy, too, to think about it because um, our veterans, you know, they go through so much and they've, they've, uh, they've given so much, they've sacrificed so much. You know, I was in the Army and we used to always joke that, you know, like nobody – you know, like we, we, we do twice the work for half the pay, you know, and it's just like, it's just one of those things you just shrug and you do it. But when, when the veterans get out and when they actually transition into civilian life, it's a lot harder to just shrug and just like, you know, say whatever, like they're really, there's some needs there and they deserve to have some, some, some help and, and some tools that they can use. And, uh, and, and it's, I just think it's really cool that you guys decided to focus on this area because a lot of people don't, and they just assume, ah, oh, you know, they're fine. They go to the VA, you know, they can, right. yeah, they do this, you know, and you get your VA loan, ah, you're fine, you know, whatever. But this is such an important, cause you can't do anything else if you're not healthy and you can't do anything else, if you're not feeling good, you know, you can't have a job and it's hard to, it's hard to do all these things. I mean, it's a, that's a really, really big area. Um, and, and I just, uh, how, how did you guys think that you would be able to, to make a dent in this, some, such a big area? I really think it's just kind of the personality that we all have in the military. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times have we just been dumped in an area and they're like, Hey, figure it out. And you don't have much guidance. I mean, that's literally what the cannabis community is. It's kind of like, you know, we're playing a game as we're still making up the rules uh-huh. and we're very comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, so, and the big thing too, I just think it was a passion behind it. When you really yeah. believe in something, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll, you'll figure out a way and you'll make it work. And you know, we a lot of hard work and a lot of luck. And here we are today. Yeah, I think, yeah, I truly think it is the passion behind it, right? It's, it's knowing what we went through, um, both being in active duty and having transitioned and having transitioned again, you know, after a transition, everyone thinks, oh, you're getting out of the military, you make it in the civilian world, you have a job, you're successful. And really that's not, you haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg. There's so many transitions that come after that. And we've been able to live through that and the ups and downs. We've been in the dark valleys and, and you know, when we speak and, and we talk to veterans, and when we get the feedback from veterans, we truly know what it is they're saying, right? We know that something needs to be done and, and we're going to do it. It's just like, like, like Brian said, it's in our DNA, right? Wake up every morning and we're going to get it done. It doesn't matter. 
you guys are mission oriented and it's just like, it's your compass. It's, it's, it's like, you know, what, which direction to go. You know, what's interesting too, is when you talk about cannabis, obviously there's a big stigma, right? There's always been a stigma. There has been for a really, really long time is that, you know, cannabis is bad. Cannabis is bad. And that's just what society thinks. And it's changing. It's changed a lot in the past, you know, 15, 10 years, you know, I mean, cannabis was just deemed essential during a pandemic. Who would have thought that we'd reach that, that stage? But that's, that's a really, really big deal. But I think there's two areas that people generally, it's bipartisan. Like you really care about kids. And I think you really care about veterans, all, all Americans do. And so when you see a little kid, you know, that's able to, that's got seizures and they, and they take CBD or they take, you know, Charlotte's Web or something like that. And those seizures go away. It's, it's almost undeniable that this truly is a medicine. And then it, do you think that it's that cut and dry for veterans as far as, you know, what, what a helpful medicine cannabis, cannabis can be as opposed to what they're using right now? Yeah, I really think it, it is. I mean, it was very interesting having talked with some of these members of Congress where we just said to them straight up, like, hey, you guys sent us to war. Now it's your turn to fix us. And Matt and I are both 100% disabled veterans. We understand the passion behind the BA and what they want to do, but they have certain limitations due to them being a federal agency. And that's when we said, hey, you know what? We'll just grab the bull by the horns and make it happen ourselves and, you know, work with everyone, work with both sides of the aisle. And this is just totally a mission driven uh, company here. We're not political. We're we act like we're Marines. We're going to accomplish a mission, let the cards fall where they fall and people can spin as they want to spin. So let's talk about the business a little bit. Uh, you guys don't have, I, I'm assuming, did you, did, you know, how do you figure out like the marketing, you know, like all the business aspects of, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts in, uh, in growing cannabis, right? I mean, the whole, whole industry, a lot of hoops you got to jump through and stuff. How, how did that all come about? Well, you know, I think we were patrolling the sewers looking for gold and there was a lot of bullshit down there. So a lot of uh, life lessons were uh, learned down in that sewer, but you know, we, we were very uh, fortunate to link up with a company called Platinum Vape. Uh, George and Cody Sadler are the uh, owners of that. They have a great initiative called the React uh, brand where they go on, they pick uh, charities and they donate money to them. And they picked ours as their, their veteran support. And then as we sat down and told them more about what we wanted to accomplish on Helmet Valley Growers Company, they just kind of looked at each other and said, you know what, get in here. Like, we're going to help you guys out and back you. And just a lot of mentorship with them and knowing what to do and what not to do. I mean, they clearly, they've made their mistakes. Or like, don't, don't repeat our same mistakes. And kind of the whole marketing and branding side, um, you know, they came with a full suite here that could really get behind us and support us and send us into hyperdrive. I mean, we got in here about June of uh, 2019. We started talking. I uh, got everything ready to go. I thought we we're going to have a brand ready out in September. And they started laughing. I'm like, okay, Skippy, good luck with that one. <laughs> um, uh, but we, you know, we launched in uh, early uh, of 2020. I got our first sale February 2nd, 2020. I won't forget that date. And it just kind of took off from there. And just a lot of great collaboration between the two companies. And it's really helped us out tremendously. And when you talk about, you know, the branding and the marketing, um, yeah. really all we, all we have to do is just tell the story that we we told you what our mission is it's not even a story yeah. right all we have to do yeah. is say, say what our mission is why do we wake up every single day we just told you why we wake up every single day and the cannabis community is just it's such a phenomenal community right the people within this industry are they're just they're unbelievable and so um you know when, when they hear what it is we're trying to do and, and what we are going to accomplish there we i mean the, the support has just been phenomenal right it's been it, the backing has been mind-blowing um for really for lack of better words and so it, it's it's awesome it's awesome every day is just awesome 
So what, uh, uh, this is probably a question you get asked all the time, but do, do a lot of the skills you learned in the military, do they apply in, in running a business and being in the cannabis industry? Uh, is it, does, it, does it make you better business owners? Does it make you, you know, more, more dedicated? Does it, does it give you any kind of an edge, do you think, or, or what? Yeah, I, I think it definitely does help. Um, you know, the really big thing is like the, the team mission and working together and not being upset when a mistake happens. I mean, we all know, you know, what General Patton said, just get out the door with a 70% solution and adjust from there. And that has kind of really helped us out. We wouldn't sit around waiting for the perfect uh, plan. We just want to kind of get out there and test the market and see what we had to do and adjust it appropriately. And, you know, like we said, how many times have we been thrown in an environment where it's like, well, this person's bad and they might be there. We don't know, but they need to, you know, we need to go find them. And that's all we get. So we kind of have to create our own business from there and execute. Yeah, I do. I think everything that, that, you know, you learn that's just ingrained uh, in you in the military absolutely applies in the business world. Um, you know, the ethics, the morals, you know, just the, the teamwork, as Brian mentioned, the, the can do attitude, uh, the can do better than I did yesterday attitude. Yeah. Um, absolutely applies, you know, where uh, once you, you know, you accomplish a goal or, or reach an achievement, a milestone that becomes the basement. And now you have a much higher goal, you know, you need to achieve and you'll never go below that. And you keep doing that every single day, right? Today will be better than yesterday. And the only easy day was yesterday, right? I'll give a little plug to the SEALs since, you know, <laughs> we do have some friends in the, in the Navy. But uh, uh, no, but in all seriousness, um, I do think that just that esprit de corps, and, uh, you know, that, that always faithful can do attitude absolutely applies a hundred percent. And I think communication is, is really, really key. You know, in the military, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an FM for everything, you know, in the military, <laughs> there's, you know, there, there's a way, like I respect it now, you know, where they figured out that everybody on the team can understand what the mission is and they can do it, you know, and do their part. And, and I think that that's, I, I think that that's really important. You know, communication is kind of key, especially now where a lot of businesses are virtual. Uh, you know, a lot of people are working from home and things like that. So like communication is even more important than ever where it's not always brick and mortar and you're working, you know, right. side by side. But yeah, man, I mean, you guys got the elements of the teamwork. You've got the mission. You've got, you know, communication. Uh, and then, like you said, you're, you're trying to raise the bar every day. Those seem like really good core elements for any business, let alone if it's in cannabis or not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate it. And that it's been really interesting too. Like when I would talk to people like, you know, job interviews and stuff like that, they're like, listen, you can go to Harvard business school all you want, but they're not making decisions with bullets flying over their head. Yeah. And that's when I realized, you know, at Officer Canada school down in Quantico, you just see a bunch of people with like kind of crooked uh, Kevlar on their head. And you're like, who are these people? And they're like, Oh, <laughs> that's Wharton school of business. They send their fellows down here for a week to learn leadership because you guys apparently have figured it out. So, you know, we just kind of through osmosis where, Hey, we just want to serve our country, but a lot of great benefits we learned, uh, you know, going through all that. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, you know, we talked about COVID and, and what it did at the beginning of 2020, you know, Brian and I and, and Andy all served in the Hellman river Valley. And a lot of times, you know, that you would hear the rotor, the rotor blades of the helicopter sort of fade into the distance. You go, okay, here we are. You know, we got a couple of days to figure this out and, and who knows what's coming at us. Um, you know, when, when COVID hit, we were just entering the market. We were doing our patient appreciation days in person in stores, trying to get the name of the brand out, uh, a lot of face, FaceTime, um, and then all of a sudden it ended. And I can remember the day, uh, you know, Brian and I were sitting in the office and we said, okay, okay, here we are. We're a new brand, right? We, we've got a little bit of, of synergy, a little bit of momentum going, how in the world are we going to do this? And I think, you know, kind of at the same time, we just looked at each other and said, virtual patient appreciation day. 
and uh, the beginnings of Verpad, um, which is something we've uh, since you know taken and, and been able to trademark and license and, and really develop, uh, was born. And it's where we took the patient appreciation day and the education, which is sits is a foundation and a core of, of Hellman Valley Growers Company, and uh, we turned it virtual. And so we figured out a way to get back into dispensaries, back into the faces of the patients coming in every single day um, to talk about cannabis, to talk about what the symptoms of PTS are, because you and I both know, you know, PTS doesn't know color. It doesn't care what your bank account says. It doesn't care who your, your mom and dad are. It doesn't care where you were born. PTS affects everybody, everybody in some way, form or fashion. You don't have to be a combat vet to be affected by PTS. So we wanted to get that message out. We wanted to get the symptoms out. We wanted to get the understanding and the education out. And then how cannabis can absolutely provide relief for each one of those symptoms. Um, and if you can't stand there and do it in person, you have to figure out how to do it virtually. And uh, we, I think we really hit a gold mine with the ability to do that. And, and you know, we now run them two or three times a week in different dispensaries. And, and, uh, and it's super easy for us to do. And uh, dispensaries are, are extremely grateful, I think, and appreciative that you know, we can set up a stand and virtually educate their patients coming through the door and, and you know, take up very little breathing space. So it was a, it's a pretty, pretty awesome opportunity for us. And we're so still developing that space. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are innovating as you go. You guys are Absolutely. finding ways to have that engagement, to educate, you know, to, to, to get the people, you know, motivated to, to talk about this because that's, that's a big part of it too, right? I mean, let's be honest, uh, you know, PTS or, or depression or whatever, these aren't things that, that we're conditioned to talk about. These aren't things that are normal, you know, for us to just talk about, like you would say like, oh, I, I pulled a hamstring or, you know, oh, I've got, yeah, I got plantar fasciitis, you know, or something. Something like that. This is a whole different ball game, and uh, and I think that what you guys are doing here, this this seems to be really smart to get people talking about it and and kind of get it out in the open so that so they can deal with it. Yeah, I think. And to your point, is you know you said about children and veterans. Well, when we were in the stores and we're talking about what we're doing, people are like, "Listen, I I didn't even come in here to buy some of that stuff, but I, I got to buy it now." And <laughs> that's where we're like, "Well, okay, let's not miss on this opportunity." And during times of chaos good things can come from it. And to Matt's point, I mean, I literally walked up to a store to give them some burritos just to help out small businesses and keep a face. And it was like World War Z. They're like, the security's like, put down the burritos, step back. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, how are you guys getting orders? Like people come up to the glass, they ask for what they want, they leave. I'm like, no one knows us. And like to Matt's point, we were like, man, we're in trouble. And then it just kind of, blah, it came out. And now we're just continuing to like, like every time you're in a defense, you continue to refine and we're going to have a new version coming out here in the next month. That's going to be really exciting. And I don't believe the canvas scene has seen it before. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Good, good. This is good. I've got so many more questions, but first we've got to take a quick break. We've got to give a shout out to our sponsors. We've got to pay the bills over here, uh, but we will be back right after this message. We've got Brian and Matt. They are both the co-founders of Helmland Valley Growers Company. And uh, this is a fascinating talk. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't you go anywhere uh, here on Cannabis Tech Talks. Today's episode of Cannabis and Tech Talks is brought to you by Urban Grow. Engineering design services, system integration, and facility optimization. Urban Grow puts the plan in plants with their foundational cultivation space programming services and integrated cultivation design services. Urban Grow's coordinated packages ensure the efficient interaction between the people, plants, and processes. Check out their variety of product solutions for cultivators available online at store.urbangrow.com. 
everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with Brian and Matt from Hellman Valley Growers Company. And uh, we just had the world's longest commercial break, but we're excited to be back. We're talking with these guys. They're badasses. They are absolutely working for a great cause. And they have this amazing brand. So let me ask you guys, you guys decided to launch a product, uh, as it turns out, right before a pandemic. Yeah, that was the years of planning right there. So we're, we, yeah. we're, we're glad to pay it off. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what, I mean, seriously, like, uh, I suppose there's probably some lessons to be learned, you know, if you're, uh, if you're launching a brand during a pandemic, you know, uh, you're thriving in the middle of chaos, you know, uh, does that mean that, that you're probably uh, doing things the right way if you can make it during a pandemic? Yeah, I mean, that's is honestly, it's kind of as funny as that sounds. It's like, hey, that's, you know, one, just to start a brand anytime is difficult. But then on top of something like COVID-19, definitely made it very interesting for us. <clears throat> and, you know, as we were discussing, that's when, you know, I went to a shop, uh, just saw how everything was pretty much closed down, had some burritos with me. And security's like, hey, back away. And it was just really kind of awkward and I asked him like how are you guys taking sales like they walk up to the glass and they place their order and us being so young I'm like there is no way anyone's gonna know how who we are I mean we were having really good success doing in-store promos but then we were faced with a problem so I came back Matt and I are sitting in the office we still don't know who decided to do this but it just kind of came out where we're like we need to do some sort of virtual PAD so we just saw, like, started looking at like, okay, we'll just videotape basically one of our reps selling to a customer. And it was actually Andy, one of our uh, cultivator and my wife, Briar. And it was pretty well received. People were like, hey, that's pretty cool. It's definitely something different. And from there, we just kind of kept refining it and, and improving on it. And in short time, we're about to launch a really cool version of what we call Burpad, which will be more interactive for the consumer. So when they show up, They'll have a Burpad stand that just has uh, HVGC on it. They'll have an iPad and they're able to start clicking different uh, buttons on there to look at each of our strains, what our mission is, our research, who we're working with on our research, uh, Battle Brothers, a nonprofit, a whole different array of things. And at the end, I'll have a QR code and they'll, they'll get a special deal and they go forward and buy some stuff. And, you know, we think it might be something that can like revolutionize the way that we start doing business because, you know, everyone knows with COVID-19, this thing probably won't get cleared up for a couple of years. You're going to have to be creative and stores don't want to have additional footprint. So this kind of uh, solves that problem. Yeah, it, uh, crisis like this really makes people innovate fast. You know, uh, one of the areas that's really been hit hard is, is virtual events. You know, cannabis events are a big deal um, and they can't have events right now. We can't have concerts right now. So you're seeing like massive innovation. Like we're probably going to get five years of innovation in virtual events like in the next year. You know, it's just kind of the way that we do. We're resourceful, you know, we, we find a way. And, and that's definitely, definitely true in the cannabis industry. Yeah, it's amazing. Because I, I tell people, I'm like, look at the data. NASDAQ. I mean, it's breaking yeah. records in a time of a crisis. I'm like, why? Because everyone's innovating and making cool technology and it's, it's working. Yeah. It's become the new normal. I mean, and you know, from our, our military experience, we both served in the Helmand River Valley, right? One of the most mm -hmm. kinetic uh, provinces in Afghanistan. And, and it was a time where, you know, we would, we would land and the helicopters would leave. And, and when you hear the, you know, the sound of the rotors uh, wash away, you're there, right? And it's you and your creativity and your intuition and, and you're getting, get it done attitude, it kind of goes forward and, and just uh, develops the landscape. And, and we saw a problem ahead of us. And, you know, we, we love problem, you know, problem solving. We love thriving in chaos. And we love, um, 
you know, just bringing solutions. That's what special operations does, right? They're, they're a small, very agile, mobile organization that, that provides solutions where there are none. And we saw this opportunity to sort of just, you know, like, like Brian said, thrive in chaos. And that's exactly what we did with our virtual PAD or our VRPAD. And uh, it is well received. And I think it is a solution, right? It's a small footprint. It's a kiosk instead of a person. Um, it's interactive and it brings, you know, education forth for the patients that are coming in to, to learn about, you know, what cannabis can do for them. And that's really, really, really what, you know, important to us. So let me ask you this, um, you know, uh, you guys, first of all, all the profits from your guys' products uh, fund veteran medical cannabis research, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely huge. Uh, how important is the science? Oh, it's huge. It, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, that sits at the heart of, of our mission. It is the science, right? I mean, the days of advocacy are, uh, are just about over, you know, I mean, we can uh -huh. all stand around and kind of beat the drum and say cannabis is good. But that's not going to get us very far. We're talking about moving the needle. And, and what our mission is, is to move the needle, right? We're here to change um, healthcare for the nation, right? And we're starting with veterans. It's going to, you know, it, it'll spread and it will change the, fa the face of, of healthcare for the nation. And it's got to be backed by science. It has to be uh, data-driven. It has to be U.S. doctors. You know, it has to be founded in, in true blue medicine. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's what, it, you know, that's what it's going to do. We go forth and, and stand in front of Congress and and brief the results of, uh, of the research, you know, it'll be backed by everything it needs to be. So, um, you know, it's not gonna, there won't be any questions and, and, and you know, there won't be any, any deniability that, you know, that there were veterans that went through this and they were, you know, they were observed and, and, and sort of led, if you will, by the US doctors, um, yeah. uh, an approved protocol and, and, you know, we're gonna get it done. Who, who uh... Who do you think is like one of those opposing forces? You know, change change doesn't happen fast in uh, in government. Change change doesn't happen fast necessarily in the VA. You know, uh, sometimes things move two shades slower than pond water. So I'm just curious. Uh, are, are do you think that there's forces out there that are not that are not um, into you know cannabis being more available and stuff like that? Would that maybe be the pharmaceutical industry? Would it maybe be just you know the status quo doesn't like change? I'm just curious because there's all always inertia, right? There's different forces pushing, you know, different ways. And, and I think we've got a hell of a movement here, but you know, we're still going to have to overcome some things along the way. Yeah. I think one of the big things is on the educational side with a lot of legislators, whether it be, you know, on the federal side or also state and local. Um, mm -hmm. We've had conversations with people here in San Diego and they were describing dispensaries and they were kind of talking like, you know, if you put in our dispensary out there, it's going to be providing more cannabis to the youth where they'll have a, a greater option. And I was, I was kind of taken aback where I'm like, well, if you say that, you're basically saying if another bar shows up in a town, youth will have a better opportunity to find, get more alcohol. And I'm like, I don't know if these people understand the difference between a legal store and a, you know, a black market store. Um, so some of the things there I found on the educational side, and then that's where I think to what we were talking about earlier about the science and the data, mm -hmm. that numbers don't lie. And once you start proving to the legislators that, hey, this works, this is a viable option from what we're currently uh, being able to provide to the public, I think that will win some hearts and minds. And yeah, do I think money plays in with some people who are doing things as they have been for many, many, many years? Absolutely. And they don't want you cutting into their, uh, into their market. So sure, I think there are little things like that. And clearly money drives politics. And if people are getting donations from certain groups, they're going to probably be more on their side to make sure that they can you know, keep their job essentially. Yeah. We, we want to just make sure that we understand the environment, you know, whatever that, uh, whatever mm -hmm. that hesitancy is, right. Whatever's driving that, um, 
that negative stigma. We, we truly want to get at the root of that and understand, you know, what that person's feeling and what they're thinking and why they're thinking that instead of just blocking it off and saying, you're wrong, we're right. I mean, it doesn't get us anywhere, right? It's true understanding of, of, of that space and that environment and then, and then penetrating that with education, right? And illuminating the darkness because that's truly what it is, right? Yeah. Answers being made in darkness. And so we want to bring a light to that through education and, and just through awareness and, and, you know, let them understand it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it'll be their choice, you know, which direction mm -hmm. they want to go. But if we bring them, you know, the above board, um, um, factual based information, then we, you know, we've done as much as we can. Yeah. I, I just think this would be a really cool issue if, first of all, because it's cannabis and cannabis is very, it's very social. It's very, you know what I mean? Like it's got a real, real vibe to it, just the whole culture. But wouldn't it be cool, especially as divided as, you know, uh, Congress is right now and everything like that, if this could be a truly bipartisan thing you know what i mean like republicans Absolutely, can embrace yeah. the fact that it's you know the individual rights and you know the economics and democrats you know they can find their things but really it's about providing relief and it's it's about progress and it's about medicine you know and wouldn't that be cool if this was if they could all smoke the proverbial <laughs> peace pipe you know <laughs> together and actually get something done for for the veterans for for, for the good guys oh it'd be incredible and it, as soon as we get the uh, institutional review board approval we're going out to D.C. and we plan to meet with uh, eight legislators, four Democrats, four Republicans, and just show it to them and kind of get that bug in the ear and yeah. let them take the journey with us so we can be fully transparent. They can learn what we're doing. They can see the progress we're making and start winning some hearts and minds. And it's going to be a slow roll. We're, we're not naive about that. But I think just getting out in front of them, telling our story, who we are and what our mission is, I think it's something that people can get behind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, what do you guys think if you had a crystal ball, you know, what, what do you anticipate where we might actually start seeing some real movement in this area? You know, sometimes, like we said, things don't go fast. Uh, but these, these are, these are interesting times, you know, a lot of, uh, I think a lot of people are looking inward and then outward and we're examining things. So, um, you know, what do you think as far as uh, a time frame, if you had to guess where we might see some real movement, is it one election cycle? Is it two, you know, just kind of curious what you guys think there. I think it's really good be the next administration, whether it be a Trump or a Biden administration. Um, you know, like there are some things that were, what was in May of uh, 2019, we thought an mm -hmm. omnibus was going to go through where they're going to have the Safe Banking Act, the, the VA Safe Access, along with Veterans Choice. And, you know, people don't know what an omnibus is. It's basically a very large bill that everyone wins. I mean, the Dems will get something, the Republicans get something, and they usually move through pretty quickly. But then for whatever reason, it got kicked to the sideline by the House. And what we were hearing from people in D.C., it's like, well, we're starting to get kind of close to an election year and people are kind of digging in. And then we heard there was actual talk about, you know, in terms of the economy when COVID mm -hmm. hit, what were they going to do if the market didn't come back? And they were getting pretty close on a bipartisan side with a safe bank access just to say, hey, this can help the economy recover by bringing cannabis in. Obviously, the economy recovered. Great. Everyone wants that. Um, so that kind of got pushed to the side. But I really think after they get through this, uh, you know, November 4th, the day after the election, I think you'll start seeing some things move, uh, whether whoever the administration is. But I could see the safe bank access happening mm -hmm. in the next year or so. And I definitely see VA safe access happening. And then I think it's going to take a little time. I mean, I say this to people, I'm like, listen, President Trump has already said he's open to the idea with veterans and medical cannabis. He just needs to see some research. 
So you always say, what does a first term president want? They want a second term. And then when they get that second term and usually year seven and eight, they get a little more, you know, rebellion, I guess, on them where they're yeah. kind of, hey, listen. Short timers attitude. I have no more elections. I'm kind of a paper tiger right now. So let's pardon this guy and let's do this and do that. They yeah, get a little yeah. more cavalier with it. And that's where I always tell people, I'm like, listen, say what you will about Donald Trump, but we know he's, he's, he's an egotistical guy. He likes to get his wins. He likes to get his economy going. And part of me thinks too, he wouldn't mind putting that feather in his cap where he says, I'm the one who made medical cannabis federally legal. I, people look at me in this industry like I'm crazy, but I'm like, listen, you know, when the guy says he's going to do something, he usually does it. And it wouldn't surprise me if he was open to it. But then again, you need the data, you need to prove it. And I think that's when you can get some people moving. Yeah. And is it true right now that uh, that some veterans or some federal employees, if they use cannabis, they could be at risk of either, you know, losing benefits or, or losing their jobs? I mean, is that kind of the sort of the rub, right, that, um, you know, you don't want to have to lose your benefits or lose, you know, things that you've earned because of, of cannabis, because they're self-medicating? Is that still uh, kind of an issue behind the scenes? I believe, you know, in terms of jobs, um, uh-huh. I know federal employees is still a no-go criteria. I know okay. with some state uh, jobs, I think Massachusetts is kind of moving forward with if you're a medical cannabis patient and you test positive for a test, but you have a card to back it up, not a big deal. Uh, in terms of the VA, they had no desire to take away benefits from veterans who are in legal medical states. It's just one, they write and say about it. And two, just people we've talked offline, they're like, listen, sometimes we get some really bad PR. And could you imagine the PR that we would get? Uh, if We said we took away the benefits from a veteran because they smoked a joint. They're like, no, like we just don't have time for that. So I think that's kind of going by the wayside. But then again, we can circle back to the education. We really like to get that VA safe access. So a vet can walk in there confidently, have a discussion mm-hmm. with a doctor and see what is the best course of action for them. Because again, we're not going to say cannabis is the right thing for every vet. It sure. just has to fit their needs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing about this is that there's no one right answer for everybody. Our bodies are different. You know, we're wired differently. We, you know, we have endocannabinoid system and just everything is different. So just having this as an option on the table seems to be very, very rational and reasonable uh, given the fact that it has less side effects and, uh, and it, seems to, uh, it seems to help. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, and that's what we try to, we try to preach along the way as well. It's like, we're not trying to, you know, take everything else that's been proven off the table because that would be ridiculous, right? We're just trying to add something, another tool to the tool bag, if you will, to the doctors and the health administrators and, and um, you know, those health facilities that provide a pretty amazing care. I can tell you, yeah. that. you know, the VA provides me some amazing, amazing um, healthcare and I appreciate, you know, everything that I get. Uh, I just wish they had a few more more tools, and 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 they wish they had a few more tools. Yeah. They just don't, right? That's I agree. Down to yeah, they, they had those tools as well, and uh, and and we're here to you know provide it for them. Yeah, I agree. I think they I think they try. I think that you know every time that I go to the VA hospital, you know, for anything like that, it feels I get that feeling of kind of being back in the service, and it kind of feels good. You know, it's a little familiarity. You right. know, walking yeah. in there and seeing them do it. So I don't know. It's a it's a familiar thing, even though you got to wait in line sometimes. But I, I do think yeah. that they really try. And um, yeah, this this would be this would be really great if we can get this going. So what can people do? What can people do to support? Uh, this cause to support you, you know, what can the people that are listening right now uh, do to help kind of push the ball down the field here? 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you are in California, um, you know, you can go into certain dispensaries and purchase our product. Like we said before, 100% of the profits will go back to veteran medical cannabis research. Uh, we encourage everyone to go to our website at hvgcompany.com. And from there, you can learn more about what we're doing. Uh, you can go on our apparel line. You can purchase our apparel products where we, we donate profits to that back to our veteran cannabis research. And then also, too, you can learn more about Battle Brothers and you can directly donate there. And that will also go back to our uh, veteran cannabis research. And follow us on Instagram at HVG Company. Uh, and we keep that uh, updated daily. And the big thing we want to do as we were really stressing during this interview is we want to be transparent. We want everyone to come on this journey with us because we look at this as a call to arms for the whole entire cannabis community. And as we go, I think the rest of the community can go. And once we do push this ball across the goal line where we can make it uh, federally legal in the VA, well, that means it's federally legal for every, every patient in America, not just the veterans. And I think that'll just be a big win for our country. Yeah, absolutely. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody that's out there already supporting. Thank you to all the future supporters. And, uh, you know, thank you to anyone interested enough to, to listen to this and click on our website and find out more about us and, and what our mission is. Yeah, it's just been an absolute pleasure. Um, I've been to your, uh, your website. Your Facebook page is awesome. You've got your store on there. I want to get some gear right now. I want to gear up. This stuff is great. Uh, and again, just really, really a pleasure having you guys. You know, anything we can do to support the cause, um, you know, we're 100% behind you. And it's just been a real pleasure having you here. So thanks so much for being a guest. Uh, it, it feels like we've done this 100 times, you know. It's just uh, it's, it's great to have you guys here. And uh, we'll, we'll check in with you again later on and see what you guys are up to. And and let us know if you got any cool breaking stuff or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, great. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. Uh, you've been chopping it up with Chuck, Brian, and Matt from Hellman Valley Growers Company. Make sure you check them out. Check out Battle Brothers Foundation as well. Uh, and if you like this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Make sure you share it with your friends. And don't forget to follow Cannabis and Tech today uh, as well on social media. And check out the Emerge Virtual Cannabis Conference, which is going to be happening in 3D virtual reality avatars it's badass there's a blimp flying around it's going to be super cool kicking off september 8th uh so anyways thanks again for joining us we'll catch you on another episode of cannabis tech talks